Uh, whatever. We'll just get into it. Hey, welcome to uh, I Dream. Are we going with I Dream of Diesel? Yeah, we're. Okay. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, welcome to I Dream of Diesel, uh, where I, Dylan, and my co-host Jake review all the movies in Vin Diesel's filmography. Today, because we're not doing them in order, <laughs> I guess, uh, if is... You, if you thought we were going to start with the first one, you... You're fucking wrong. You, this is Vin Diesel's fourth movie, okay. uh, which is pretty good. But So we're talking about Pitch Black. Pretty sweet deal to be his fourth movie, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, his first movie was Saving Private Ryan, like, Steven Spielberg movie, so, oh, like... okay. Yeah, so, I mean, we can talk about Vin Diesel for a little bit. How did he... Vin, Vin Diesel could not get an acting role. No one would hire him. So no. he made his own short film that he wrote, directed, produced, scored, and starred in. Okay. About how he is a mixed-race actor, and people don't want to hire him because of that. And Steven Spielberg saw it and was just like, I'll fucking hire you. Come be in Saving Private Ryan for four and a half minutes. And then uh, his career just like took off from there. Fair enough. And then he did another movie that I've never seen, we'll talk about, and then he did The Iron Giant, he voices The Iron Giant. He is... The titular Iron Giant. The the, the Iron Giant. Yeah, <laughs> and then he does Pitch Black. Um, Which is the first in three movies documenting, documenting the fucking Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, the Chronicles of Riddick saga, so there's gonna be a fourth one coming out. There I guess. is? Yeah. Which is fucking insane because these movies didn't make any money, really. <laughs> like, they're kind of yeah, all like yeah. financial failures, and they're like, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Riddick. Um, so, Pitch Black that we were talking about today. We'll read off the synopsis just so you're also aware. A deep space transporter crash lands on a desolate planet circled by three suns. Among survivors are pilot Carol Fry, Carolyn Fry, mystic Abu Imam al-Walid, cop William J. Johns, and convicted criminal Richard B. Riddick, and their first thoughts of survival and escape. Then Fry finds out that the planet suffers a total eclipse every 22 years, which is when the hibernating flesh-eating inhabitants awake and hunt. So, I just want to say, first of all, I thought Riddick was A, a first name, and B, a mononym. I don't like having him be like, yeah, this is Ricky Riddick. It's just like Dick Riddick. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, fine. I'm on board. So the movie opens with a monologue. We see uh, people in like these small pods are in cryo freeze so they can sleep. But it's there's a (laughs) Vin Diesel monologue over it Yeah. where he talks about how when you're in cryo state, um, the person part of your brain goes to sleep. But the animal part of your brain stays awake, which is why he didn't fall asleep, because he's like a real animal of a man. Uh, I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, it's insane. He also then, like, it's like exposition to explain to you who the other characters are. And so he's like, oh, I can see the captain. Oh, there's a guy wearing boots over there. He must be a prospector. And he talks about that girl, right? He just says he smells a woman. I can smell a woman. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a lot of uncomfortable like, woman smelling. I mean, there's like two instances. It happens again very soon. <laughs> also, I just want to add a fucking, like, quick side note here that if you want to watch this movie, go right ahead. I say it rules. I say run, don't walk, to your nearest Walmart and pull it out of that $3 bin and bring that DVD home and put it put that thing in. Yeah, put it right in there. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, so the movie fucking rolls. So then, 
So after that really creepy monologue, uh, micro asteroids hit the ship, killing only the captain. Miraculously. <laughs> yeah, and then they all fall out. The Carolyn Fry is immediately like, "Oh shit! I watched this man die." But the other guy that falls out is like, "Hey, what the? What's with the gravity?" And she's like, "No, the guy died. He did not care whatsoever." <laughs> yeah, he's just like, "Why did I fall on you?" Yeah, and then <laughs> their uh, their spaceship crashes into the fucking planet. Um, that's fun. Yeah, it's it's great. It's a great time. Uh, as they're did you notice as they're crashing into the planet, it's like hard cutting very quickly to like mirrored angles of that woman. Oh yeah, there's like a lot of weird like uh, Dutch angles and stuff. There's it's, there's so much <laughs> insanity going on in this entire fucking movie, but mainly during the crash scene. I don't know if she did like a great job at landing it or if she did like a terrible job. Well, she dumps part of the entire ship. Yeah. Like, and she's about to dump, like, the entire passenger cabin, basically. And kill everyone but herself and the... Who's the other guy? What is his name? He was there for, like, 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. Like, so many people die. But, like... <laughs> it's really difficult because I... It, you, I feel like you don't even see some of the people that do end up landing with them but yeah he's gone uh <laughs> i've i couldn't help but notice that like some of the parts of the movie like they'll just be like shot pretty normally but then other parts look like reenactment scenes from that show touched by an angel i've never seen it or like have you ever seen like any like like old episodes of unsolved mysteries yeah the way they would film those like reenactments like everything's just kind of blurry so it's a lot of that for some fucking reason. Like, super harsh colors. They land on a planet that has three suns. The whole movie is, like, a blue-gray color. Which makes absolutely no sense. Well, it starts off as, like, this really harsh yellow, and you can, yeah. like, hardly discern most things in the background. Yes. But then there's a second sun. Or, like, there's three fucking the suns three, for some yeah. reason. Pause for a second. Pause for a second. Okay. Get it. Yep. Three moons, three suns, or whatever. Yeah, there's, like... First of all, we never see the third sun. I think... Well, it's, they have the luxury of, like... You don't... Because they show all three of them in, in one, like... Shot where the camera's just swiveling to each of them. But then because they're so distant by the design of the planet... You don't ever have to show more than one at a time. Right. It's brilliant. Also, I was reading... That desert freezing cold is it yeah they're in australia and it was like 50 degrees out oh, they had to Jesus spray Christ. them with water to make it look like they were sweating oh god <laughs> so they land it's you know it's incredibly hot and they don't have any water immediately start drinking alcohol they're <laughs> like we really gotta have our wits about ourselves and not get dehydrated i'm gonna get drunk yeah <laughs> you guys figure it out I, th that fucking like antiques dealer paris who by the way most hateable character oh, like, I've ever seen. Probably in any Vin Diesel movie. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I mean, admittedly, I haven't seen a lot of them yet, but Paris is definitely... I think by the end, he'll definitely be at the top of the list. Yeah, I, I did not care for him one bit. The only other guy... We'll get to it. The other guy that I really hated, but... So they are drinking alcohol. They're standing... 
Carolyn and James are standing by like a deceased large creature because there's no seeable living beings on this planet whatsoever. But Riddick just pops out from behind the ribcage of that animal and like is in the... They don't see him somehow, even though that is the brightest planet to have ever been found. And he cuts the girl's hair and sniffs it and then gently blows it away as if it were a kiss. Right, yeah, and that goes back to my point of, like, there's, like, two instances of, like, woman sniffing so, in this. And it's weird that they're so top-loaded, because, like, I mean, I guess if you make that a character trait where he's just, like, sniffing ladies, fine, I guess, but, like, he just does it right out of the gate twice and then never again. Yeah, it's not like a, it's not like a major character trait, I guess, <laughs> that he just sniffs any woman he can find. I also thought it was interesting... Um, I know we're jumping all over the place, but I don't give a shit. Uh, Keith David is in the movie as an imam, and he has three fellas with him, and they're all Muslims, but, like, this takes place in such a far distant future that, like, they have spacecraft, but also, we... So human beings progress to a point of spacecraft, but we have still just hung on to Islam. Yeah, and no gonna... one else is religious. They're just on a hajj, which isn't really explained. But to what a, I, to, what were you gonna say? I just liked that it doesn't really. The only one who talks any shit is Riddick, who's somehow he's like an antihero. So, he's, but like those guys, the whole movie are like, oh, we're gonna pray. Everyone else should pray, and they're all just like, yeah, bet we're gonna like no the Islam the Muslim thing never comes up. It almost doesn't make sense that it's a like has anything to do with the character. Yeah, I was gonna point that I was watching the movie this morning. I watched it at like ten in the morning, and like I just realized there's a lot of Islam in a movie that's not about Islam. Not only not about it, but never addresses it except for at the end when Riddick says, "Where's your God now?" It's like, oh yeah, fine. I don't know why you're gonna be a dick to me. I'm just like doing my best in this hellscape. <laughs> but so, uh, they cut. Riddick cuts the, her hair. I don't know why. But then, pretty shortly after, they start walking for seemingly no reason. They find a little toy robot. Yeah. And then they come across this like shelter. People had clearly been there before and had harvested water. I wanted to learn more about that. You would think there is no documentation whatsoever except for that little... Uh, the core sample. Or, or well, the, the diorama? Yeah, of the yeah. planet. It's like how they figure out it's going to become dark soon. But yeah, no info whatsoever. No, like, not even like a, like the Thing-esque like flashback scene on like a, like a tape they find or anything. Yeah, a computer that says like, hey, we got... We, got, we don't know what's going on here. You have no understanding of what that settlement is or how long it's been like, there. Why it got there, why people decided to go there in the first place. Like, doesn't it, I guess it holds no bearing on the rest of the story, but, like, still, that's, like, a pretty massive part of the story. Yeah, it's... this these So these guys that wrote it, the Wheat Brothers... The Wheat Brothers. Yeah, the, this movie is, like, kind of their only original idea um they wrote a bunch of other movies but it's all like they wrote the fourth nightmare on elm street they wrote what? birds too like <laughs> they I've, wrote birds too yeah hold up, i'll pull it up they all 
the only thing they ever did was write sequels to already existing things. And then... They wrote The Fly 2. They wrote a Star Wars spinoff called Ewoks, The Battle for Endor. Oh my god, The Battle for Endor? They wrote The Stepford Husbands. Really gender swapping that thing. Right on its head. I'm No one ever watched that, but... So that fucking exists. It came from Outer Space 2. These guys just, like, taking stuff they like and rewriting it. So, Pitch Black is sort of, like, their big, you know, their big brain. And the last thing they wrote, it looks like. Um, Their magnum opus, I guess. But, yeah, it makes, like, so many weird fucking choices. Because, like, you've got, like, they show up to that place and you're like, oh, okay, like, they're going to learn some stuff about the planet. All they learn is that it gets dark, which they're going to find out. You don't need to be taught that. Yeah. It gets dark. But, so they go in there, and then Keith David's, like, buddy goes into that other room and, like, opens up the ceiling, which lets light in, which lets those little, like, bat-sized creatures, uh, they get angry and attack. Hang, hang on, hang on. I, I want to go, go back, because we glazed over, like, a pretty, like, small but interesting character who is uh, Zeke. His time, his time in the movie is short-lived he he's the guy i don't know what you have in your notes but he's the guy is he the one where and i it's one of my favorite shots in the whole movie where they're in that little building or in the ship or whatever and they can see someone walking and they're like it's riddick and so that guy goes to hit him with the axe but they see it's a different guy and they're like yeah oh shit it's a guy from the ship and he's like I can't believe I found people I thought I was the only one that survived <laughs> and then Zeke just like opens fire on him and shoots and like blood sprays all over the woman and he's just like oh shit I thought it was Ray <laughs> like you murdered a person as a mistake and then my favorite <laughs> shot it just zooms in on Riddick is sitting on a chair with an umbrella in the background relaxing watching the whole thing I was like this rules I fucking love this movie That's, that honestly is the shot that convinced me that this was gonna be an amazing time yeah it doesn't it's weird cause they kind of give up on stuff like that yeah. You don't see it too much more, but I was just like, that is the coolest shit ever. Okay. He's just, like, lounging. Also, like, this character, Zeke, he just starts digging for whatever reason. I don't know if it's to find water or what, but he eventually finds, like, this small little tunnel. Yep. And he's like, I'm gonna go inside this for whatever reason, because, you know, you're on a weird, strange desert planet. Why not just <laughs> You start should definitely start climbing underground. <laughs> just start crawling into some, to some holes, and... Uh, because of this, he ends up becoming the first person who gets murdered by whatever, whatever the fuck. They don't explain what the fuck they are. They don't say what they are, and it's. I did some research because it's also not immediately apparent that every creature you see is the same creature. Even the small ones, they're just smaller versions of the big ones. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense because okay, you're telling me that these creatures have evolved on a planet that has three suns to be nocturnal? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Why would that ever happen? And they seem to be the only living species on the planet. They're going to die soon. It, yeah, this... it Based on, like, what we're given about them, they sound like the most, like, chaotic, disorganized <laughs> species in pretty much existence... So, <laughs> so he climbs in, 
Zeke climbs in. He's eaten by one of the creatures. He's the first death that we see by the creatures. But the woman runs over. She's like, oh, shit, something's happening. And it's the shot is, like, point, her point of view looking down at the tunnel. And then she looks up and Riddick is standing right in front of her. He runs immediately for seemingly no reason. Um, and But also for seemingly no reason, Cole Hauser's character, James is hiding behind a rock and just whoops the fuck out of Riddick. For the first time we'll see in the movie, it happens a few times, even though Riddick is supposed to be, like, the most badass character in the movie, Cole Hauser, like, beats him up a few times. Yeah. Cole Hauser, who also goes on to star as the bad guy in Too Fast, Too Furious, the only Fast and the Furious movie we won't be covering. Right. It's also oh insane. God. Do you remember what Cole Hauser looks like in this movie? Yeah. He's a white redheaded man? Yeah. Do you know what he plays in Too Fast, Too Furious? An Argentinian drug lord. Oh, I'm, I was... I was scared Named that Carter you... Verone. <laughs> Absolute fucking insanity. The, the Fast and the Furious franchise is so ethnically ambiguous all of the time it rules but so he gets Cole Hauser beats him up as he's running away from the hole there's they try and say like oh Riddick did it he, this is this is when we find out that Riddick has cat eyes basically he has what's called the shine yeah uh and so I don't remember if you find out in this movie or in Chronicles of Riddick but essentially Riddick was in a prison that is completely dark and he uh, had a experimental surgery done on his eyes so he can see at night. But yeah, he he mentions that in the in the, okay when he's like taken captive for the like second time. Yeah, he's also bad at not getting captured. <laughs> Although there is a great scene before during his uh, first first capture, and the first time he gets uh the actual first time he gets beaten up by the cop, um, that he like dislocates his shoulders. To like yeah. get out of um, it. and Vin Diesel actually did that. He did that. Yeah, he genuinely did that for the like for the movie. It's like a practical effect. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I did not know this. I need to. I should have researched this movie a lot more. But yeah, he hurt himself too a bunch. Like there was, he was supposed to pull a tarp, but like somebody didn't untie it the tarp. So when he went to pull on it, it just didn't go anywhere, and he like pulled a muscle on his arm. All right, so where were we? You were talking, his escape from capture the first time, when he dislocates his arm. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up, because that's, like, really sweet, but also, he gets captured again, like, ten minutes Yeah. (laughs) After smelling the girl's hair. Yep. Uh, (laughs) So then, he explains that, like, somehow he is knowledgeable in this planet's, like, inner workings, and he explains to them that there's creatures in there, and, like... He didn't do it, and if they just climb in the tunnel, they'll figure it out themselves. So they send Carolyn Fry in. The, the only person who could fly a ship back no. that we know of at the time. The only person that can fly the ship, and there's no reason to send her. Because, like, you could, if the hole had been smaller, you could argue, like, oh, she's the smallest one. But that wouldn't even be true, because we have the character Jack, who is clearly, like, thinks Riddick's really cool and starting to do stuff Riddick's doing. So we have a smaller character that's a huge... Keith David could have fit in that tunnel. 
Yeah, it's a... Anybody else could have gone. They sent the one person who knows how to fly a ship. But this is all a moot point, because they don't need to know what's in there. No. And I wouldn't crawl in. <laughs> so they tie her to a rope. She crawls in the tunnel, discovers there are, in fact, these horrible, like, monster alien gargoyle-looking creatures... That then try and unsurprisingly eat her. So she tries not going the way that she came in, but climbing up through the ground. It doesn't work because the either Keith David has the rope or the creatures have the rope. It's not specified. Ever. Yeah, but the rope is stopping her from going. So she, she starts yelling uh, what anyone would yell, I'm in here. <laughs> We're just right. like, what the fuck does that mean? We we know we watched you go in. <laughs> we tied a rope it's to not you. Like so, you're using the bathroom and someone's trying to come in. Like you need to be more specific. So she just starts yelling, "I'm in here." It cuts to Vin Diesel still in captive uh, captivity, but just, just like, banging the wall <laughs> over and over. He's like breaking his chains or whatever, but he doesn't. He doesn't do it. No. I, I, so like in the end, I don't know what that was for. It might have just been him like being Riddick and being a weirdo. Like that. I'm guessing he was in the edit room and was like, I haven't been on screen in the last five minutes. Like put me in there. I'm like, yeah, I, I guess. Okay. Well, put me back on set. I'm going yeah. to do this. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are listening to the podcast, it was me flailing my arms yeah. up and down. You know, because you saw the movie. Oh, spoiler warning. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to spoil this entire movie, so go watch it if you want to watch it. You should. It's a great movie. So, more pointless things happen where <laughs> once they realize, like, they, you know, they rescue the girl, she gets out safe, but now they're like, Okay, there are freaky alien things. Riddick wasn't lying. Kohlhauser goes back to Riddick and is like, Hey, I'm gonna let you go, but you gotta be cool. And he was like, Fuck you. Then gets the drop on Kohlhauser and takes his gun away from him. And Kohlhauser's like, Do we got a deal? And it's like, You are not in a position to ask. You have a gun pointed at you. <laughs> he has, he's taken control of the situation and can do whatever he'd yeah, like. Yeah, he's now. like, before he like shoots the chains off him, he's like, "I want you to remember this day. The day things could have gone a lot differently." Yeah. Vin Diesel immediately grabs his gun. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "I want you to remember this day." Yeah, Vin Diesel just being an absolute badass. And it's so, so good. So that scene is pointless because you could just have Vin Diesel being like, "Fuck you!" Like I'm gonna point a gun at you and no, I can do whatever like, I want. No, but like they want to like amplify this fact that he's like this untouchable badass well it also I mean it comes back up later too because and we'll get to it more but there's this scene with Cole Hauser and Carolyn Fry and they're like he's like alright so the plan is we're gonna wait till the very last moment endangering everyone just so I can trick Riddick into thinking he was free but actually I'm gonna kill him and she's like why don't you just stick to the original deal he's like fine and he's like nope risking everyone like you don't what the fuck are you talking about like just to trick riddick um but so it cut so they've made their deal riddick is free to chill uh you see that the kid jack what and another pointless thing we see the kid jack who we are led to believe is a boy wearing goggles much like riddick's 
Jack has fashioned their own goggles. You find out later, in a twist reveal ending for Jack, that they are a girl. Yeah. For no reason. They... Actually, I, I, I want to get into my theory on this when we get to that part okay, of the movie. Okay, okay. So, so now that Riddick is free, he goes to Paris, and then Paris is like, oh, I have this very, very expensive wine. Would you like a tiny sip? Riddick chugs the entire bottle like a total badass. Yeah, he's like, uh, uh, just help yourself, I guess. Another reason I hate Paris. Total pushover. Yeah, he's a he's a real wuss. He's a coward. <laughs> but they do have water now. That outpost they found had water. And the ship... Oh, we forgot to mention. They are surprised to find a giant ship. <laughs> like, oh, look at this. It's a huge... How did you miss that at any point? Yeah, like, these people clearly came here, did not leave, and you were surprised to yeah. find their ship? <laughs> so the ship can turn on... But it doesn't have enough power to fly away. Mm-hmm. They've got to go back and get like the power, power cells. cells from their original ship and bring them back. And they could very quickly and easily do that. Like, oh, we should like go do that right now. Instead, they're like, nah, let's chill. I'm not worried about it. Because Kohlhauser wants to wait till the last minute to fuck over Riddick. Even though they know there's freaky fucking alien creatures. That are going to come out when the sun gets eclipsed yeah just get everybody on the ship and shoot riddick in the head just kill riddick why are you doing any of this stuff it doesn't matter it's just like i mean my my theory on this is that the plan to trick riddick is like long and convoluted because as we find out like in like the very next scene because riddick's like what do you th- what do you think he really is? He's not a he's not a cop. He's just a merc. And then she goes to nice confront him. Impression. Yeah, yeah, thank you. He, and then she goes to confront the uh, what is his name? James or whatever. James. Yeah. Yeah. They, she goes to confront him. He's just booting up morphine into his eyeball. Right? Into his eyeball. Which I read was Cole Hauser's idea. <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, you're gonna be a drug addict." He's like, "But in my eyeball, right?" And they're like. Yeah, I fucking guess. Go for <laughs> it. Yeah, whatever. Just do the scene. Because <laughs> you know it's like future, and like everything has to be done through their eyeballs. Yeah, classic eyeball drug routine. Yeah, you see it all the time. And as he says in the movie, "You have your morning coffee. I have my morphine." <laughs> <laughs> I also we also see Riddick shaving his head with motor oil. It appears. Yeah, it's. Not specified what that is that he put on his head. And there's like a few close-ups of it. Yeah. Like there's a like extreme close-up shot of him wiping the motor oil from the blade back onto the can. Like, yeah, fine. <laughs> I want to talk about this scene actually because there's a great line where the cop is like clearly just like strung out on fucking morphine. He's like puking in the shaking in the desert. He's like, uh, I told you no shivs. And then Vin Diesel's like, this is a personal grooming device. Yeah. <laughs> he just gets back at Blatantly it. a blade. It's just like this like 13-inch knife. Yeah, he not only is like, I have a huge knife, get fucked, it's my grooming equipment, and but also mocks him openly and be like, yeah, not a fucking good idea to be shaking and puking in this heat. Like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Vin Diesel just being fucking cool. Yeah. 
course, James is just like an absolute cocksuck throughout the movie. So like, yeah. it, it makes sense that like we're rooting for Riddick at this point. Yeah, he ultimately like I mean, in as much of like the planet and the aliens being the villain, he like becomes like the antagonist of the movie. Yeah. Um, but then, like, I'm, we'll get to it later, but there's, like, a... It's basically, like, he goes back to, like, being good, despite the fact that he's this super criminal, by yep. the sounds of it. I mean, like, every time they discuss, like, anything about his background, he's like, oh, how did he get to this place? Oh, he just killed a person to get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't go into any more depth, like, about, like, his childhood or his upbringing. He's just, like... Yeah, no, whenever he had to, like, do something, he usually ended up, like, killing a person, too. <laughs> Wasn't even necessary. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he went grocery shopping and killed a guy. He just, he was filing his taxes, yeah. killed his C- CPA. <laughs> he just can't help himself, this guy. <laughs> he So, Riddick also, I do not remember any of the dialogue from the scene, because I just remember Riddick talking to Carolyn... And just, like, insane amounts of sexual tension. Yeah, it was so weird. Like, he's standing, like, unnervingly close to her, and they're both, like, weirdly breathy, and I just could I not think, fucking focus on the. I think this is the point where they talk about, like, oh, James isn't a cop, he's just a, he's just a merc with a shiny badge. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. Like, yeah. why would you trust him over me? It's like, because you're a criminal who's murdered... Dozens, if not hundreds of people. You kind of don't stop murdering. You kind of, like, you, you continue to murder after this. It's going to become an issue specifically for me later. Right. Something she should have said. Mm. So. <laughs> that would be a great point if she threw that in there. But no, she's just like, I don't trust either of you guys. Which is honestly a very centrist, like... It's it's the only position you could take in that situation where one guy's like, we need to kill Riddick, and the other guy's like, we need to kill this cop. Yeah, and she's like, can we just chill and get off this fucking planet, you guys? Yeah. like, Let's worry about who's killing who later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank God for her. Uh, or as Keith David might say in the movie, thank a lot. What the fuck is that? Oh, it's a cat. <laughs> or as they say... Like several times, and again, the Islam undertone is very weird for this setting and this movie. Also, I want to add you didn't add this earlier, but they're on their way to something called New Mecca. They're yes. going on Hajj to, to a New, new Mecca. Mecca. That is never explained. It's never explained. It's really blasphemous. Um, and then on top of that, like, I just feel like. The writers were like, well, it's a desert. Who lives in the desert? Muslim people. Yeah, that works for me. This was, like, in the heat of, like... This was 2000. This movie came out in 2000. Right? Yeah. So this was, like, pre-9-11. Yeah, thank God. It probably uh, wouldn't have went as oh, well. <laughs> it, yeah, no, if it was post-9-11, uh, Keith David and all of his uh, Islamic friends in the movie, they would not be there. <laughs> Well, they might still be there, but then they wouldn't be Muslim. Or maybe they would, I don't know. But let's say they're not. It makes no difference. Nothing about that movie changes. And they're just like... The the Islamic characters in this movie are just like blatant stereotypes. Yes, They're just like walking around in turbans and like other like... The only only of the three 
uh, like Keith David's like little proteges. The only one whose name I think you learn is Ali, who dies. And 99% of their dialogue is them saying Allahu Akbar. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's, like, truly just, like, bizarre. Because, like, they go to, like, one place. They're like, Allahu Akbar. And then they go to, like, a second place. And it's, like, that's, like, all they know how to say. It does seem like that. It's pretty blatant that they're just, like, body count fodder. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to have to kill some people, so I guess Keith David is four people, so that way, like, we can get the most out of Keith David and not have to kill him. Yeah, and this was, like, in the heat of, like, the Middle East conflict, so I guess it might have just been, like, subtle racism? Um, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that, uh, you know... The Wheat Brothers. Slander Pod. Yeah, the Wheat Brothers are probably, like, scumbags. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, don't if the we, the Wheat Brothers. If you're watching this, if you're even still alive, Wheat I, Brothers, come on the podcast, fucking defend yourselves. Yeah, we're calling you out. <laughs> yeah. This is a podcast where we di- dive into the details and find out the truth, and we want to know: Are you Islamophobic? We want to know. We're gonna grind down that wheat into grain, and bake a bread of truth. Damn. So so anyways, pitch black, Vin Diesel. Yeah. So this is when the this is when it gets dark, which I was surprised at how cool that planet going in front of the sun looked. Oh yeah. That really worked the, for me. The CGI in this movie was like surprisingly done really well. Yeah. I would have been fine if it wasn't cuz that's not what I came, that's not the party I showed yeah. up for. That like I showed up for Vin Diesel, like Yeah. But the sea shower was done pretty well. It gets dark and people start fucking dying. That girl gets lifted away by the small ones. Oh, she gets ripped in half. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. Yeah, it's so good. It's also like the most brutal killing. Actually, no, all the all the all the killing. The, no, they're. I'm. I'm just gonna say like, uh, there's like, two really, like standout killings. And it's because they're just fucking brutal as shit. Like, there's the the first uh, Islamic Islamic kid, first Muslim kid. Oh, when his corpse falls to the ground? Yeah, and his, like, face is torn off and all that. Yeah, it, it looks gross. It's disgusting. Yeah, it And rolls. then that lady gets ripped in half. And I was, like, thinking to myself, why isn't everyone killed in such a gory incredible fashion yeah because they don't even like so paris dies shortly after yeah as they're like trying so they get to the they get to the ship the 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 broken ship and they get all the few fuel cells and then they just like start loading up with like oh we didn't even talk about the creatures like any of their abilities or anything like that i don't really know what their ability they can fly yeah uh they can fly they're sensitive to light. It hurts them. Oh, right, right, right. They use sonar to see. And they can smell blood. And that's how <laughs> they find people. They smell blood. Which, again, makes no fucking sense. They live on a planet that is bright-ass daylight for most of the year. No, for... 22 20, years. 22 years. Yeah. And nothing else lives on the planet. It's But it's they only can them. smell blood. I'm assuming it's just, like, cannibalism constantly. And then, like, 22 years later, they just, like, pop out of the ground, like, hoping that there's something they can eat. Yeah, because in this instance, it's, like, four people. Yeah. And, like, 
thousands of these creatures. Like, millions of them, yeah. really. It makes absolutely no fucking so, sense. Yeah, Shout that, out Wee Brothers for writing such an incredible story. That's that's the main... Those are, like, the main attributes. That's all we learn about them. And it makes no sense. No. I uh, guess the sonar makes sense, because they're, like, The nocturnal. sonar absolutely makes sense. If that were a night planet. But I would have like, just made it a fucking night planet. You know what I mean? Like... You land, it's dark, it stays dark, you're like, fuck, what are we gonna do? Turns out there's creatures. I don't get why it's like, oh, it's bright and sunny for 22 years. Why isn't it like, oh, when the sun sets, it's 22 years of darkness, and there's only like a few hours of light on this planet? Yeah, it's just so much extra that you do not need to do. It could just be a normal day with one sun, and it's gonna get dark soon. Yeah, it all, like, all the action in this takes place in like a few hours. Yeah, because those things are killing immediately, like, impressively quick. Yeah, they're they're amazing at this, despite having no prey whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> they're just really good at killing. So they get the cells, and they're going back to the other ship to power that thing up. Paris dies. and has, Thank God. Yeah, I mean, absolutely thank God, and unsurprisingly has, like, one of the dumbest fucking lines. He's about to be murdered. He has a bottle of liquor, because they're using the liquor as, like, fuel for torches and he has a Zippo lighter he says I was supposed to die in France we really don't know anything about this character other than like he's like an antiques dealer of some kind right I don't even they're also the only planet we know is the one they're currently on I have no idea I there's no reason to even think Earth exists why doesn't he why isn't like I should have died on France, too, or whatever. Right. It's just, it's so specific for no reason. And then he follows that up with, and I've never even been to France. (laughs) Then why? Why any of this? What the fuck are we doing? He takes a swig of the whiskey, he blows it at the lighter, the light expands, and you can see that their creatures are surrounding him, and then Riddick from afar watches him get eaten. The woman is like, oh... Do I even want to know? Ka- what's yeah, happening? Carolyn is like, "Do I want to know what's happening?" And he's like, "No." But it's like, "Why are you still watching?" <laughs> like, because he's, just... he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, he absolutely is. He's not a good character, and he should not be like heroized in any sense. Despite the fact that he has kind of like a, like a, turn of, uh, face at the end there, but still, he's. He's a horrible person. Yes. For uh, most of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't forget you sniffed that lady. <laughs> Twice. Um, so this is when, because then they're like, all right, we got to keep moving. This is when Riddick is like, well, the girl's bleeding. And the woman's like, I'm not bleeding. And he's like, not you. Her. Referring to Jack, who, I mean, it's pretty clear that that's not a young boy. Uh, right. She has shaved her head. And started wearing goggles to look like Riddick. It's not a surprising reveal in any way. And also, I feel like the most unimportant reveal in movie history. No, no, no. no. Here's why I think it's important. Okay. I'm open to hearing this. When he says, oh, it's the other girl that's bleeding. And it turns out that Jack is the girl that's bleeding. Period. Period blood. That's what's happening. Huh. Are you sure? I... You never see any visible wounds on her. I thought her head was bleeding. Was her head bleeding? I don't remember. (laughs) Uh, 
I mean, fine. Fucking fine. But either way, it's still a dumb reveal. Because she says that the reason she did it was she didn't want anyone messing with her. Yeah, she thought... So if she was a boy, people would be nicer. The... The only other surviving woman at this point is the captain of the ship. It's not... And at no point were people like, you dumb bitch. Like, no one is mean to her for being a woman. At any point. Everyone is weirdly polite. Except for Riddick. Oh, and also the police officer. Because, like, there's a couple points in the movie, like, when the gunshots go off, the... Carolyn is, like, trying to, like, talk to him. And then he's like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, like, out of nowhere, he's just like, shut the fuck up. And she's like, wow, okay. But he has proven to be our antagonist. So, but it's like, every, I mean, because it kind of goes back to me for like, with the Muslim thing. It's like, you could have made that like a point of contention. It does not come up. Neither really does any sort of sexism. So I don't understand like why be like, I'm going to be a boy. It's like. Yeah, fine. Go go ahead. And like and and the big reveal happens. Riddick is facing the camera when he gives the reveal. And they're just like, You're a boy? She's like, Yeah. And they're like, We don't have time to talk about this. And then they just keep moving. Like it does it, not it plays fucking no matter. Role. And then um this is the point where um uh James, the police officer who's not a police officer and Riddick, they have their little discussion. They go slightly ahead of the rest of the group. And then James pulls him aside. He's like, listen, we should kill one of these people. Tie them up to the cart and, like, strain them along, like, 50 feet away. So it will draw the monsters to them. First of all, that's, like, a terrible plan. Because, A, you have one less person to carry these fuel cells, which, by the way, they say weigh 35 kilos a piece. Yeah, so that's, like, 70 pounds. Yeah, and then they're carrying, like, four of them. So you just have one less person to share that load. And then also, we see these monsters tear apart things and bodies pretty quickly. So, like... Yeah, it's gonna last, like, a minute. It's gonna, it's gonna buy you, like one minute of time if it even works he's also so the person James that's saying that has been like I don't know what you want from me he's he's the one that's like we fuck Riddick we're going to kill him and leave him behind because he's murdered before and then is immediately like yeah we ought to kill one of these people <laughs> this he's like everyone in this Oh, sorry. <laughs> Everyone in this movie is, like, except for the two females and the Islams, the, the Muslims. So I don't know why I keep saying Islams like that. Because uh, you're wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, but the every, every person in this movie, except for the females and the Muslims, are, like, pure evil to an extent. Like, yeah. there's... James, who is the psychopath who wants to, who comes up well, with all these Well, not the cap. The captain's fine. The ca- Well, the captain died in the first. Five. No, the new lady captain. Yeah, I, that's why I said the females oh, okay. are sorry. Yeah, but like, there's James who 
just comes up with all these convoluted schemes to like save his own ass. There's Riddick, who is self-explanatory at this point. Mm-hmm. We don't need any more context for why he's a horrible person. And then there's like even Zeke just flat out murders a person uh, because of a mistake, a, a real whoopsie, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you have Paris, who like probably isn't evil, but just is kind of the fucking worst. Yeah, he's just like a horrible person, and I hate him. <laughs> so, those then guys. There's Jack, who's a fucking woman. Yeah. This re- whole time. Real liar. <laughs> How could they? <laughs> um. So those guys, those guys get in an argument about the idea of killing one of their own as a sacrificial lamb. At one point, I don't remember who right now, but one of them says to the other, "Shut your blowhole." <laughs> and then they get in a real fight. Yeah, because the, the... Vin has to reset his arm again. Does he? Yeah, during that fight, something they're, like, scuffling, and he has to reset his arm again. Uh, I might have been on my phone uh, during that point. But I'm going to admit, it, I got on my phone at one there's point. A, there's a great uh, opening to that um, where Vin Diesel's like, what makes you think we don't need a bigger body? And then it just, like does this weird thing where it just, like, cuts rapidly between their two faces. (laughs) The rapid cuts in this movie are so fun and so unnecessary. It's, like, jarring, kind of. And then they just get into it. And they have a... I'm assuming it's a great fight. But I just didn't watch most of it. It's a lot of weird grappling. Like, I think Vin Diesel might have had in his contract, like, no one's allowed to punch me. Probably. Because, yeah, they're just kind of, like, grabbing at each other. Yeah. Um... They, nothing really fucking, like, they go through the canyon, Riddick's figured out a canyon, he's been walking them in circles so he can figure out what's he, what he wants to do. Because again, he can see in the dark, we love it, it's cool, he's it's a good idea. shine. He does. I, so, uh. <laughs> they don't call it the shine in pitch It's hot in here. Mm-hmm, we're 50 minutes in. How long is this fucking movie? You gonna talk the whole length? You gonna, you gonna oh, repeat we're, every we're, scene? We're at like... We're at like uh, this maybe is three quarters through the movie at this point. Covering. Wrap it up in five minutes, and I'll turn the air conditioner on. No, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, we can wrap this up pretty quickly. The, those so, guys, this is where I kind of fucking fell. Those guys like start going down the canyon. The fucking bat creatures are coming at them. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, James is dead. He died during the battle. Uh, he got impaled by one of those beasts. Yeah. And eaten. Uh, doesn't really matter. Also, there's this weird um, su- uh, subplot that happens earlier on in the movie that I want to talk about because it's another one of those like pointless subplots that we have a lot of at this point. Um, there's a point where she admits to James, the Carolyn, uh, she admits to James, like, I'm not the real captain. The captain died, and I was planning on dropping all of you and killing you all to save myself. And then later he uses this as like a means of like turning everyone against her. He's like, she was going to kill us all. Yeah. And she's just like, shut up. And then everyone else is like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not. She didn't. Here we are. Um, yeah, that's my only point about that is that that's just so fucking pointless there. it, It, how do you feel about this movie? There's a lot of pointless shit. The action is great. Vin Diesel is great. There's a lot to love. There's a lot to hate. 
Hot take. Hot take? <laughs> You're indifferent. I, I'm not indifferent. I think, so there's a bunch of dumb pointless plot, but the movie kind of fucking rules. It it's, does rule. It does rule. It's so good. It, it, it rules irregardless of like whatever is wrong with it, because there's a lot wrong with it. It's mostly wrong with it. But it rules. It doesn't have to be a perfect movie. It just is badass. <laughs> it really is bad. This movie fucking rolls. Go watch it. Go but watch. But they go down the canyon. He stabs Catherine. Car- Carolyn. Maybe? Uh, that's uh, how she dies at the end, right? That's really far ahead, Like, accidentally stabbed. Well, I mean, so much of that's just them going through the thing. He, like, traps them in a cave for their protection. Also, like, the first 45 minutes of them was, like, them, like, trying to find water or whatever, and also Riddick at the same time. But then, when they're going through the canyon, it just starts raining. Pouring rain. We love the rain. It just, like... Why didn't it start raining before? Yeah, does it rain often? Does it only rain when it's dark? I don't get... It It, it was... They're... We never see a cloud in the Not entire <laughs> in the entire first half of the movie, and then all of a sudden it just starts pouring. Okay, so um, where are we at now? Uh, they get to a certain point in the cave. The last Muslim kid dies. By three Muslim kids are dead. Keith David's the only one who's left. Um, and then they find this cave, and Riddick's like, "You gotta get in there. We're not gonna make it." And they get in the cave, and he seals the cave, and he just takes off. He's gonna—he's planning to just abandon them all. And he almost—he almost does it, but then um, all their lights go out while they're in the cave, and they find these like bioluminescent bugs. Yeah. And they stuff those in the bottles that they were using for the alcohol lamps, which doesn't really seem to give off the same kind of light. But fine, I'm on board. I think it's just any light at this oh, yeah. point, because they use, like, flame lights, they use these weird, like, glow-in-the-dark tubes that yep. they wrapped around them, and then they use, like, flashlights. So I think it's, I would just assume it's, like, any, any sort, sort of yeah. light. We're gonna give, I'm gonna give them that conceit. So they, so Carolyn takes the bug lamp and <laughs> takes off and finds Riddick, and they have a little scuffle. And he's like, just get on the ship and let's get out of here. She's like, no, I would die for these people. Even though she was ready and willing to kill everyone in the beginning. (laughs) She's really changed her tune. She's really, she's become a changed woman. And now she's like, I would die for these people. And he's like, how interesting. So they go, they find Keith David and Jack, the only two two other survivors. Uh, So it's just the four of them. They get to the ship, but before Riddick can get there, he's confronted by two of the monsters. They have an off-camera fight. I'm assuming he kills them both, but he gets pretty badly injured on his leg. And that's when Carolyn, like, runs off to find him. And then, while she's, like, trying to help him up, they, like, slip or something, and that's when she gets stabbed. Which begs to question... Is that how everyone has died in Riddick's life? Is he just slipping and stabbing people on accident all the time? I would hope so. You'd think he'd be a little more careful. I want to believe there's something redeemable about this character. (laughs) And that, like, everyone he's killed out of, like, all of the hundreds, I'm assuming, everyone he's killed has just been, 
like complete misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> like he stepped on a thumbtack and accidentally blew a guy's brains out or something like that. <clears throat> but either way, she gets stabbed, then she gets carried off by one of the creatures. She's dead. Shocker. Uh, they had to have one last death, I'm assuming. So Riddick gets to the ship with a mom. Jack and it, it's a mom, right? Yeah. And then right before he takes off, he shuts off all the lights and he's Jack's like, What are you doing? We're gonna die and he's like, We can't leave before saying goodnight. <laughs> and then he just <laughs> like throttles it and kills like dozens of them. Yeah, which whatever. <laughs> like there's like, so many more. Like there's that's cool, I guess, but like you could have very easily just fucked up because they were like on the windshield, and if they broke that, you guys would have been screwed. Yeah, would have been over. dead. So that was like the dumbest decision made in the entire movie, in my opinion. They get to space, and Jack goes up to the. Also, that was a pretty nasty gash on Riddick's leg that he received during the fight. He's like bleeding profusely, and yet he manages to survive and like also pilot a ship it's just a callback to how tough he is yeah and, and we jack, love it jack uh gets up into the cockpit sits right next to him and is like you know there's gonna be a lot of people wondering where you are and he's like tell him riddick's dead he died on the planet movie ends right which we're gonna have to definitely get into in the next movie because he doesn't stick with that um yeah he's just He's Riddick again, right? I'm assuming in the next movie he's just Yeah, they Riddick. go to a heavily populated city. But it's I don't know. We will we'll get into that in the next one. But like I did read that that spaceship so that where they filmed that is a town. Where it's like a few people and Finn Diesel was just like commented on being blown away. It's like it's crazy. There's like 600 people in this town. I come from New York City. I got a thousand people in my building. It's like, yeah, there are small towns. There are smaller towns <laughs> than New York City. Has he never left yeah. New York City before shooting this movie? Um, but that spaceship, I guess the dude, like one of the dudes that lives in that town bought it, and you can go see it. Yo. <laughs> if you ever want to go to Australia. I think I think if this podcast really takes off and like we get enough Patreon money, we're going to Australia. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you want to pay us to go to Australia to see the pitch black spaceship. And make a video about Sen- it. Venmo <laughs> Venmo us like the Give me assuming, like six grand. I yeah, think like the six fine. grand that'll take. <laughs> to get to Australia and make a video about the Riddick spaceship. I'm in. I'm, I'm 100% in. So, I mean, we got to wrap up. Uh, our producer, Lauren, is getting over it. He's been playing with his mullet for the last I just minutes. can't talk. So... You can talk. How? What, so, as someone who's, ne- someone who's never seen this movie, what did you think of... Did you... Do, anything that you might have chimed in on, I'm not. I doubt that you we focused want, on. We it. want your professional opinion on us completely dissecting this movie. Based on yeah, based on our recounting of the movie, do you think you'll go see it? Um, By go see it, I mean I need, watch it on Amazon Prime. I probably do need to see it because to have paid attention to uh, the order of the film from the podcast, I would have needed to have snorted Ritalin. <laughs> um, I'm on ADHD. I, 
ADHD meds. No one will give them to me. Did great at making things funnier uh, than they probably were it's in a, the film. It, that movie no, is it's, a it's, it's fucking hilarious the entire time. It's not meant to be. That's my it, point. It's it completely is. It's not meant to be. So I think dissecting it, some of the scenes, it was kind of funny, but I have no coherent idea of there's no way all yeah. i know is like there's a lot about like them mistreating muslims in like a really xenophobic manner i well so that's the thing is in in the movie they it's, don't mistreat them in any way but their existence from the writer's perspective is just their fodder for the aliens yeah to they're seen as like they're, they're the, the exotic, there to die the exotic race that fucking went on to fucking well i mean it's not even exact because like it's pretty even split like the amount of people it's just nothing like they're not mistreated in the movie but they were like the way they're used yeah they're managed is a mistreatment but also like, like their deaths are also like the most like uneventful and like seemingly unimportant of the whole movie yeah, they're yeah, they're, yeah, they're just like they're just like they they're the deaths that get like brushed to the side most of most of all. Yeah, except for Keith David is like, they were my brothers. I love them. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Yeah, we don't know most of their names. Um, yeah, we... <laughs> does this sound like the kind of movie you like? As a Muslim, uh... you're pretty offended. <laughs> I'm pretty offended. No, no. uh... My question would be, what, uh, what, what do you think a Muslim audience would think of it? Do you think they'd be like, "Yo, representation, yeah," or would they be like, "What the fuck is going on?" It's here? the complete wrong type of representation, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, I have, I have heard people say that, like, they're, they're like, yeah, like, you know, say someone's gay, they're like, make a gay bad guy. Like, at least there's like a gay character in something. Um, I don't know that you could really make that argument make for that. <laughs> don't just throw Muslims in and expect it to work. So it it's didn't. not it's not Black Panther for the Taliban. It well don't. You, <laughs> what are you doing? We're gonna have to cut. that Yeah, out. cut that. What? What's <laughs> what's the joke? What what's wrong with you're what I'm suggesting here? that all Muslims are the Taliban? No, it's just recent events. I'm suggesting that the Taliban might like a movie that is full of Muslims, but as you guys point out, it doesn't seem. <laughs> you, what the fuck are you doing? You know, you can mail a copy of this movie to, to fucking Kabul if you want. <laughs> I'm curious. They've seen it. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course they've seen this movie. It's got Vin Diesel in it. Of course. Um, so I don't think I insinuated that all Muslims were. Well, I hope I misunderstood. It's unimportant. We'll cut that out in post. But either way, final thoughts on this movie: seven out of ten Vin Diesels. Um, <laughs> scoring it by Vin Diesel's. Yeah, number of like, if we ever put the video on YouTube, just like at the at His the bottom, face or just something. like like seven Vin Diesel heads. Yeah, I like that a lot. And then like three on the side that are like kind of faded and their opacity's turned down. <laughs> could, could you say so if you did seven and a half? Uh, would you do seven Vin Diesel's and then a uh, Paul Sinclair? Yes, yes, we would. We would do that. Do you know who Paul Sinclair is? It's Vin Diesel's twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> Vin Diesel's a twin brother. 
There's another that's Vin Diesel. Yeah, that's fucking amazing. They should utilize that. Did you ever hear? There was like that. Films. I'm sure they probably do. Did um, you know who else is a twin that I found out recently? It has nothing to do with this. Uh, Linda, whatever the fuck, the, um, Sarah Connor from the tw- uh, Terminator movies. That lady, like the like huh. the main character, is a twin. They used her a bunch in the movies. Her twin sister. Okay. Um, but anyways, that's a movie. But yeah, I'm I'm giving it a... F- in the scale, the realm of Vin Diesel movies, I think Seven's good. I think that's yeah. good. I, lo- I think it's great. I think it's a piece of shit. I would... I'll it's probably great. end up watching it again. It's good. It's bad. It's everything in between. Go watch it, please. I spent money watching this movie. Um, I don't think it... It either made a little bit of money or nothing... I don't know what the advertising was like, but enough where they were like, fucking let it ride. Let's roll these dice again. And that's when we when we return to episode two. I'm assuming it will be the Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, I might as well see the Chronicles of Riddick. So there's four. So oddly enough, Chronicles of Riddick is a f- financial flop. They say, let's do it again. So they make... Riddick. Riddick. Which Just was co- made in like 2013, which was yeah. during the time... Where they're like, let's reboot all these franchises, but just make it their name. You had uh, Rocky, or was oh, it like okay. Balboa or whatever? And then there was Rambo, which was just Rambo. And then there's Riddick. The classic trilogies. The, yeah. <laughs> um, if we ever do uh, Stallone and... Uh, if yeah, if we ever just do a Stallone podcast, we could talk about those two. But we sure could. <laughs> we should. Stallone podcast coming soon. Anyways, let's wrap it up. Watch Riddick or watch Pitch Black. Oh, but yeah. What I was gonna say is, uh, Riddick made a ton of money. Oh, it did. Yeah, they they waited ten years to make another movie, and people were just like, "Fuck yeah." I've been sitting on Chronicles of Riddick for all these years. I need to see more Riddick. Uh-huh. Made a bunch of money, and so they're making a fourth one. Okay. Okay. Also, sort it's a... Of, sort of like, uh, like, Triple X? Triple X type deal? Is that what happened with those? Um, I guess we'll find out on the Triple no, X episode. No, no, it was like, Triple X made a lot of money. I'm pretty sure, because it's like, classic, badass action flick that right. people flock to. But then, wasn't... The second one had like, who was in it? Ice Cube. Yeah, Ice Triple Cube. Triple X was State in it. of the Union. That flopped, and then they were like, you know, we wanna, we wanna, uh, make money, but we don't wanna fail, like we did with Triple X Two. So let's bring back Xander Cage, and that's when they made Triple X Return of Xander Cage. And does that do well? I don't know. <laughs> See, you just say they made three of them. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> the movie, the series of movies we're talking about where there will be four, you're saying it's much like the what, the series of movies where there are three. I'm talking about like how they waited like ten <laughs> years after the second one. The, oh, the duration of time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm on board. Okay. Yeah. Pitch Black fucking rules. 7 out of 10 Vin Diesels. Uh, go watch it. Yeah, thank, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, watching I Dream of Diesel. Yeah. Stay tuned for episode 2 where we're talking about the Chronicles of Riddick. Alright, you can shut it down.